Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Run from one to four live every day. After four o'clock, you can hear the same show playing over and over endlessly on the iHeartRadio app, the podcast, John and Ken On Demand. Yeah, I wonder what the record is for somebody listening to the show over and over again after we do it, like for days. uh, Same show. Here's a challenge. Do 24 hours. Because, oh. because all the old uh, shows are on. That would now the be app. like, eight, what, you could listen to the show eight times over, 24 hours. Pick eight different shows from the archive. Yeah. Very exciting. Blizzard oh, morning. right? Over 4,000 episodes? 4,042. I can't, really? That's How just saved. That go back? Yeah. Uh, six years. Yeah, I was going to say. We work too much. We talk too much. I don't know what the total is for this show <laughs> in history, but... <laughs> Probably too much. Scary. Uh, blizzard warning. The region's first blizzard warning on record has come out from Southern California. The wild day is going to be Saturday, I guess, when this cold front really moves in. And Deborah Mark was right. It was windy last night. Wasn't it? Did it keep you up, Ken? It was shaking everything, the entire house. I could hear stuff rattling down the alleyway, garbage cans. Really? Small animals. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a joke. I had one of the best night's sleep of my life last night. Oh. I mean, absolutely. Well, good for you, John. Knocked out, hardly moved. Hard, I don't think I was breathing the whole time. Wow. Yeah. I didn't hear a no, thing. It was wild. I was wondering what the gusts were because I don't recall it ever being that windy where I am before. That was crazy. That's only and, the beginning. Like, yeah, I know. I, I guess it's bringing in this front, which uh, it's still sunny right now, but I guess that's about to change. Yeah. The sun rain Enjoy tomorrow. the sun today. Friday is supposed to be a monster wet day. Right. And then Saturday is going to be a cold day. Yeah. I mean, I saw for uh, 
where I live on the west side, one to two inches of rain during the day and another one to two inches at night. I'm reading a quote from meteorologist David Sweet because I need John Cobalt's help. It's going to be a wild and woolly kind of day Saturday. Lightning, thunder, hail, grapple. Can you fill me in on that word? Grapple, I think, is, is like sleet. It's a type of frozen crystal that can look like snowflakes. Yeah, it, it's made differently. <clears throat> Cause, cause you, well, like when hail falls... That's I think a, I had that for breakfast, some grapple. Grapple? Yeah, grapple uh, with, uh, with grapes. It's with really milk. great. No, um, if I remember, like, hail is, is rain that comes down, and then the wind is swirling so intensely, it shoots the water droplets back high up into the air, it gets a layer of ice, comes down again, and then the wind blows it back up into the air, gets another layer of ice on it. And depending wow. on how intense and how circular, you know, the wind flow is, yeah. it can go up into the atmosphere and down and up and down and up and down several times. And the more it does, the bigger the hailstones are. Oh. And that's why sometimes you get baseball-sized hailstones, and that is from a really intense wind pattern that, that, that keeps sending the uh, droplets up for another coating of ice. Yeah, late tomorrow, early Friday, the cold core of the storm will be right above Southern California. A blizzard warning's been issued for LA, some LA and Ventura County mountains from 4 a.m. Friday through Saturday afternoon. Wow. This is and exciting. It is. We don't get this kind no, of weather because very if they, often. If, if there's going to be bad weather, I want it really bad. I want it historic bad. I want stuff nobody's ever seen before. So something that hasn't happened in 50 years. I hate boring bad weather where it's just a pain in the neck. I want to see I want to see a big show. Uh, this sounds last like a big time, show. 1989, a storm brought rare snowfall to Southern California from Palm Springs to the hillsides of Malibu. And they're thinking that could possibly happen with this storm coming in. That would be very cool. We can make a snowman together. Do you know what, uh, what your elevation is, uh, where your house is? Uh, no, I do not. Because I've seen some regions might get snow as low as a thousand feet. I'll let you know. I'll post it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You... This one says fifteen hundred feet, but I guess a thousand feet's possible. Yeah. I have no chance. I'm at uh, ground level. You're at sea level. I'm at yeah. sea level, the lowest possible. Yeah. Uh, the ocean uh, warms. Yeah. The coast relatively. Right. Right. It's still going to be cold, but it'll be forty where we are, and it might get to thirty where she is at night. Yeah. Now. They are also, as you probably heard, about a massive storm that's going to hit more than 20 states this week, particularly the upper Midwest. I heard Minnesota preparing for really cold temperatures and perhaps a lot of uh, Twin yeah. Cities could see two feet of snow. Yeah, the, the forecasts are in feet, not inches. Right. 50 to 60 mile hour wind gusts could be as high as 80 in parts of the High Plains uh, coming up this week. Well, my son lives up in Wyoming. I asked him the other night, he said they were expecting three feet. Hmm. Do you like that? He, he seems to really enjoy the, the weather up there. The strange thing that's going on this winter, the East Coast, particularly New York City, has been spared. They have had a really mild winter. I've looked at the weather map certain days and i see it in the 40s and 50s i think they might there's, a, have, there's occasional rain i think I, they might have set a record 
for the longest they went this year without any snow. Yeah, it says they have near record low snow accumulation, yeah. so they probably had some traces, but nothing big has dumped on that part of the country yet. In fact, some I had East Coast visitors last week, and they're like, it was 55 degrees where we are. It's 55 degrees here. You know, That's weird for February. You, you, can't, you can't call people in cold weather zones and tell them how you're suffering in California with 50-degree weather. No, I know. I know. Yeah, which, but it's but, new which, for us. Which I do regularly. Right. I like. To, I love to call. <laughs> but I warn people, don't expect it to be 80 when you get here. Yeah. It's not like that all year round. No, February's cold. It could be in the, in the 40s in the morning. And it's often wet. by day. Yeah. yeah. I tell people, don't get carried away. So, you know, make sure you bring a sweater or a jacket because you're going to be shocked when uh, the temperature doesn't get above 60 or 65 because people think it's like that. They have that California stereotype. Well, uh, they, just for the record, this is called this storm is called Olive, uh, the one that's oh, hitting that's the Midwest. Stupid. I don't. I know it is really stupid. I don't. Uh, is it only the Weather Channel that does this? I don't know. That's maybe the only the, place I see it. Winter the, Storm Olive. Maybe the Weather Service does. I don't oh, know. I see. Stupid. I don't think it's caught on. No, they've been doing this no, for years, but I don't no, know but, of anybody that's been hit by these storms says to me, "Oh my God, Olive really got us." Yeah. Only Wiener Media people do. Yeah. And people want this to stick because they think they want to be first by naming the winter storms like we named the hurricanes. But I don't think there's going to be anything like that again. No. Uh, yeah, South Dakota, Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, northern Michigan, at least a foot of snow. So we may get a brush. They're going to get a lot more in that part. Of well, it. I hope we get the uh, the lightning and the thunder and the extreme winds. Grapple. And the hail and the grapple. Yeah, that'd be cool. So you're just going to be sitting around all weekend watching this unfold? I don't know what else I'm going to do if it's that nasty out. I know, that's right. I know. There's that's no, why we're spoiled here. We used to be able to do no, things outside without thinking about it. There's no football to watch anymore. Baseball hasn't started yet. This is Spring just... training starts this weekend. Uh, do games start? Dodgers Saturday. Is that right? Yep. Well, that's exciting. Wow. No, Deborah, it is let's exciting. all go over and watch. I'll be there. Are you going? No, I meant coming over to watch baseball. With oh, me. okay, yeah. <laughs> I could give you guys a tour of my shelter. It's going to Arizona. Oh, yeah. We can see the shelter. And then That's hopefully right. th there won't be a tree uh, on your house. There's a TV in the sh in the shelter. So, Oh, see? We're taking care of it. That's the end of the world. Yeah. All right. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. A reminder that the Moist line is coming back quick in just a couple of days. So you can leave a message using that iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number. 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Uh, making news this afternoon, George Gascon, remember that guy? In the LA County DA? Anyway, he had a news conference announcing charges against the handyman who was accused of murdering Bishop David O'Connell. Johnny's back to 61 years old. So, Carlos Medina. They had him yeah. at 65 or 61. His age is varied. They haven't uh, said for sure if uh, if Medina really was upset that he hadn't gotten paid and if he really was owed money. Yeah. Uh, when you look on the story this afternoon, one word stands about above all the rest, meth. I know it's hard to believe a 61-year-old guy is still using meth. But apparently, some believe he got hooked on meth again. And, again. Uh, <laughs> yep, he's had pro drug problems in the past. You And it may explain his bizarre behavior. Meth is almost impossible to kick. 
It really yeah. is. It, it, it does something to the brain uh, and damages it in a way where you get a perpetual craving for the rest of your life. And maybe you can control your craving, but, uh, you know, with, with, with most addictions, most rehab fails. Right. A lot of people who succeed eventually in rehab have to go through it half a dozen times or more. And I, I guess there's a, there's a scale where maybe alcohol is the easiest to beat and cocaine is harder. But when you get to heroin and meth, extremely difficult. A lot of those programs are just useless. Yeah. He was convicted several years ago of possessing meth and driving under the influence. They also believe he recently started using drugs again. And people say he was acting increasingly erratic before well, the fatal shooting. So meth, I think, can cause you to also be a bit paranoid. You, you, you hear uh, voices. And it makes you violent so, and aggressive because that's what we see, uh, you know, every day in the streets. And all the news stories about people acting in really bizarre aggressive ways where they just jump out of the bushes and and attack somebody and stab them or try to eat their face or whatever the story is most of those are meth addicts that that's what meth unleashes all kinds of violent impulses yeah and i've read them. too many experts who say just because you see a guy on a street corner screaming doesn't mean he's a paranoid schizophrenic he may be under the influence of meth that has the same effect yeah. on some people yeah. where they believe they're hearing voices and they're carrying on a conversation or an argument i'm not slowing in their head. down to do a diagnosis i go by like behavior in front of my eyes whatever's causing it that guy ought to be somebody ought to get a net and haul him away yeah i know it doesn't matter whether it's what, what do mental illness or drugs do get them off the street and get I, them help i can't i can't care about everybody's life story and everybody's trauma and everybody's addictions it's like you don't you don't get to do this in public you don't get to threaten me and scare people and hurt people you don't do it yeah jesus this this idea that's taken root and a lot of people have fallen for it. it's like well we have to be re responsible for these people and and care for them and be sympathetic no you don't why would you that's impossible it's barely possible to take care of your own family, let alone so, every uh, drug addict that comes in from Tennessee on the bus. So how they put this together was a tipster said this guy's acting weird. They found out that his wife was a housekeeper for the bishop. And then surveillance video showed a dark, compact SUV believed to belong to Medina at O'Connell's home about the same time the killing took place. They have not revealed the motive. As John mentioned a few minutes ago, he had told people that the bishop owed him money yeah, but related could, to his work as a handyman. That could have been fueled by the meth. Yes, aggravated by the meth. Might have been true, might have not been true, uh, but you know, maybe he was owed uh, you know, 10 bucks and it made him crazy. Who knows? So 61 years old, and of course, we go to his neighborhood in Torrance, unincorporated area of Torrance, where this guy lived with that housekeeper wife. Haven't heard much about her. Neighbor said he was a wonderful person. <laughs> he well, never said anything <laughs> offensive, said one neighbor. This is all so strange. Oh, oh, isn't that interesting? Never said anything offensive. Oh. <laughs> that's the standard now. If you say something offensive, that's worse than actually murdering a bishop. Well, he never said anything offensive. Might have shot a bishop in the chest once, but... Walk with a limp. He's retired. He was often working on cars in his yard. That's a tough 61 he was, huh? He was a beat-up 61. <laughs> it's kind of a beat-up 61, yeah. 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 Uh, the neighbors say he wasn't particularly religious, even though he, they worked the, the wife worked for the bishop. She was. 
He wasn't. From what yeah. I read. She was very devout. Uh, yeah. Now the well, no, they, they, they said the couple didn't seem religious. Didn't decorate their home with Catholic objects, images. Even though no, she worked I, for I, the bishop. I read in other stories that she was a devout, devout believer, but maybe, maybe he didn't want to put up with that. Well, in any event, they should just... Uh, you know what they ought to do is they ought to execute him. How quickly can you can they execute this guy? Execute him? Well, yeah, he's a murderer. Yeah, First-degree murder. I mean, I don't think there's a debate that, that uh, he did it, and I it really should go to the death chamber. Well, they're saying 35 to life. Well, not enough. That's what he thinks. He's already, though, past the... Uh, past the uh, the parole age, the elderly parole law that they passed, I think if you're 60, even if you have more of your sentence to go, just being 60 allows you to get early parole. So he might get paroled the day he gets sentenced since now he's 61. It is Gascon we're talking about. It is Gascon, that's right. And they have this uh, wacky belief that older people don't commit crimes. Well, this guy's, I guess, an exception. Um, so uh, he's, he might not spend that much time in prison. No. Because they're going to say, well, he, he's he's getting so old. He's not a danger. Who's he going to hurt at this age? You'll see within a few years. Plus, he's uh, so beat up. He's, uh, you know, in a few years, he'll be bent over and all, you know, all rickety. Yeah, I guess they're letting out some killer who killed a bunch of people. Some Orange County killer who's got cancer. Yeah, there you go. expected to live much longer. There you go. The old cancer dodge. Oh, the cancer dodge, huh? Yeah, the old cancer dodge. Why didn't you die of cancer in the prison? Why can't people uh, die in prison of whatever disease they have? Uh, no. no treatment for it either. Should die a slow, slow yes, death. Yes, slow, painful death. But, you know, if he gets a public defender, which I'm sure he will, they'll make the case that he was out of his mind on meth, not thinking clearly. Yeah, well, that's why I, I think the general attitude, any, any right-thinking person should have, the reason behind it doesn't matter. The motive behind it doesn't matter. It's that you did it. Let's not waste time investigating motives, trying motives, trying to go into backgrounds, trying to worry about addictions. Like, it doesn't matter. The guy's dead. Bishop's dead. That's, that's all. The reason for it, that's a nice book you want to write. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 to 4 every day live. After 4 o'clock, go to the app for the Johnny Ken On Demand podcast. And you can hear that over and over again. Well, apparently Biden did stumble on Air Force One. He stumbled up the stairs. I guess it happens to some people when they're trying to How come walk nobody... up stairs quickly. You kind of lurch forward and stumble. How come uh, nobody walks with him? I, mean, I don't think he wants them to. Well, he's easily can tumble backwards down the stairs and, and you know, slam his head on the tarmac below. I, I would think the Secret Service would, would insist, at least have somebody to catch him a few steps behind. The problem with him is he's doing this on purpose, not stumbling. He's trying to look brisk and alert and yeah. alive and uh, well. There's these questions that are constantly raised about his age and his health. That is, uh, that I think he forces himself into this, and that's why he stumbles because he wants, <laughs> he wants to make a good impression 
going up the stairs quickly like an active young man. Well, I really not. believe that's it. He's yeah, crazy. That's not intelligent. Yeah, that is crazy. He's 80. It is. Well, I he's mean, just very, very, very aware. Remember there was that report a few months ago that he snapped at an internal meeting. Enough about my age. Hard to hear about my age. I, I wonder it's constantly on his mind. I wonder how aware he is of the constant jokes and criticism that he's old and feeble. I wonder if he pays attention to it very much. Does he turn on the television? Does he read stuff? Does he go on the internet? And, oh, yeah. I, I mean, because well, I, I, he's, he's, he's a really proud guy. He's like an old-fashioned proud he guy. He is very proud. And if every day you're that type and you go online and you turn on the TV and it's constantly, I'm old, you're, he's old, he's old, he's old. He's a bumbling fool. He's got Alzheimer's. Yeah, I, I could see him just blowing his top after a while. And you're trying to show off stuff that he can't do anymore. Now, yeah. this time it's him. Yesterday's video was unclear who went flying down the stairs. Oh, uh, that was when... a, a female staffer. Oh, it was. Yeah, oh, found out. Yeah, yeah. It looks like she took some people with her when she went flying down. Well, the stairs. she she at first started stumbling and then she slid the rest of the way down. Yeah, it was like she was on a slide. Yeah, <laughs> they might have a ramp there. On the side of the... Oh, you're uh, right. A female White House staffer fell down the stairs as the plane arrived in Warsaw late Monday. You're right. Yeah. Now, if she had taken Biden out, like just cut his <laughs> legs out from under him. I don't yeah. think he's on the same. He usually walks by himself. They don't uh, all walk out they, together. That's not the way you do it. They need a presidential... Because you want to make a real appearance when you land in a country, so you're kind of by yourself. You need a catcher. You need something. You need two guys holding a net across the uh, stairway there. A cushion at the bottom, like circus performers have. Uh, the saga continues with the train wreck in Ohio. That's the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, which has a lot of folks in that area concerned that the air and the water are not healthy because of all the toxic substances what? released from that train derailment. Uh, Trump visited there today. Pete Buttigieg is on his way, but what we have for you apparently happened last night when a reporter by the name of Jenny Tayer, who's with the Daily Caller, the Daily Caller News Foundation, found Buttigieg walking down the street with his husband, Chaston, and decided that this is a good moment to ask him what he thinks uh, about the poor people in Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio, and the train derailment. Let's listen in. Jenny here at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I've referred to about a dozen interviews I've given today, and uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, make sure to reach out to our press office about have that conversation with you. Just walk you don't have a message here. for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Do you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yep, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, I'll talk thank down the you. Street. Can, I get a, can I get a photo? Yeah. And then he... Uh, he asked for a photo of her. Yeah, the Daily Caller with his phone. I I I don't know, but the Daily Caller is a conservative uh, uh, internet news site, and I imagine he knew it was what it was, and oh, he just I wasn't going to so talk. He didn't to want them. to deal with them. He doesn't want to deal with them. No. I thought he was just huffy because he felt like you know he's taking a walk. Leave uh, me alone. This, I've already dealt with this. But he's very sensitive because this, his topic is everywhere. Well, because he's he's. Watching it. I mean, if this doesn't require 
you know, the EPA and the transportation secretary hands on 24 hours a day. I don't know what 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 does. Yeah, I don't get it either. And uh, how come it took some time I, before FEMA came on the scene? And, and FEMA announced early on they were not going to offer any, any money help. or help at I all. I didn't understand. It's because right. it wasn't a hurricane or an earthquake? What, well, that what? originally was the, the explanation, that it wasn't a natural disaster from weather or nature. But so I heard a... a, a there's what, a lot so of they leave it up to the railroad to take care of it? Is that what their response was? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was Norfolk I, Southern's problem. Yeah, so, that seems kind of cold. There's a lot of farming in the area, and I heard a farmer interviewed today on the news, and he said that he's got a bad headache and his, his throat's scratchy and you know, sinuses are, are hurt. You know, like There's clearly some poison in the air he's breathing. But he said his dogs have been vomiting. His horse has diarrhea. Oh no! He said all the fish are gone in in the streams. And all of this happened since the derailment. Yeah, yeah. Right. Derailment hits, and and uh, you know because you end up absorbing that every day. He said it's an accumulation of toxins, and after three weeks, it, it, you know it's 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 in the fields. All all the all the hay, the grass. Oh. The food, he goes, and what's going to happen, it, it, it's on the crops, and it's, it's in the cows. So it's going to be in the milk. It's going to be in the corn that people are yeah. going to eat down the road. There's now an accumulation of these toxins. And he said that, that, that there's, there's like this rainbow streak in the water from the chemicals. Like the way the sunlight is bending in the water, you could see the chemicals collected there. Oh. So I'm listening to this guy, and you have to multiply this by God knows how many thousands of people. And, you know, how, how many square miles did they they figure there was 1.1 million gallons, no, 1.1 million pounds of chemicals that burned between what burned originally and then the second controlled burn they did. And he said there's eight gallons of water in a pound. So he goes, it may be, it may have been 10 million gallons of poison burned into the atmosphere. And of course it burns, but then the particles come floating back down to the ground Oh, and you're inhaling it. And the, the poor cow or the horse, right? The horse has got diarrhea all over the place. The dogs are, are up chucking all over the place. God knows what it's doing to little kids. Well, the chief executive of the railroad which is Norfolk Southern, did an interview where he says he thinks there's a lot of misinformation floating around. The air and the water have been tested. It's safe. And he thinks that there are just you know, media outlets trying to make political gains by scaring people up that they're going to die from all the chemicals. All right, go visit this guy's horse. Let this guy sit under that man's horse. Tell me what he thinks. Yeah. Okay, you, uh, you lay on the sofa with the dog uh, when he's vomiting. I mean, how could you not, if you, if you burn a million pounds, and these are the worst poisons. This, the, 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 there's so much cancer caused by these poisons. The, 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 this is what they made World War I military-grade poison gas out of where some of they, this stuff. Where, by the way, where are these poisons going? Why do we need them? Why are they being shipped across Ohio? I know I'm asking for a ridiculously for, basic question. Well, but. I guess for manufacturing. Like I, oh. I the vinyl chloride. They, they go to like plants they and make, stuff. They yeah. make PVC pipes. Yeah, it gets sent to factories oh. and then they they use it as the as the ingredients. Put it through a process to turn it into into product. Oh, okay. This is probably not 
different than you know, my dad was at a plastics factory for years. And right. I'm sure a lot of stuff was sent there that was uh, questionable. All right. Uh, yeah, like I mentioned, Trump was there today. He brought water. Some of the rest, bottled water. Trump some of the water. Rest. Oh, it was Trump water? It oh, was yeah. Tr- it had the Trump label, yeah. That's right. And he Remember said... Remember he had all those Trump products years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so... It- so he he's he's telling the people drink the Trump water. He have we have some other lesser brands, but that water isn't as good as mine. It's pure water. It's generic water is what it is, and then you just slap a Trump label on it. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Todd Benzman will be joining us after two o'clock, a senior national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He was also an intelligence officer for the Texas Department of Public Safety's Intelligence and Counterterrorism Division. He's got a book out about Biden and the border, and he has been down there in Texas a long time. It's called Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. And this, John, I think is the guy you can ask, what are they doing? Is he just captive by these uh, open border crowd people in Washington, D.C., and is allowed to list us to run rampant? One thing we've got, we've got an excerpt uh, that we've uh, read about from the book. And what, uh, what Todd Benzman goes through is the history of how Democrats normally dealt with immigration. It may seem, if you just you know, tuned in over the last few years, that they're, they've always been a bunch of wild-eyed left-wing nuts no, about no. immigration. But you could look at everyone from Cesar Chavez. This is what surprised me. Um, he was the famous farm worker union leader. Sure. And he was got against, a holiday in California. He was against illegal immigration because it drove down uh, the, the, the wages for his workers that he was representing. Right. And uh, Bernie Sanders uh, was against uh, rampant illegal immigration. Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Obama, uh, you know, Biden himself at one time. I mean, both parties were on the same page for a long time. That you So had what to- happened? Well, that's 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 the question. Yeah. That's the center. We I mean, we've talked with Mark Krikorian from the Center for Immigration Studies, and he thinks you have a bunch of these fanatics, you know, open border, one world fanatics, who think that uh, America has no right to be America. There, that they, what was the phrase he used? That we're in a post-America state right now, post-America time frame. Right. And so this is the these are the days after the concept of America. Uh, America is an arbitrary idea. Borders are arbitrary. It, it's wow! Not, right. So just why isn't that true with all the rest of the world? Uh, I don't know. Can we convince China that? But I, I, that's not where, a particularly well-integrated country. That's where I, this is where I think Biden's cognitive issues have a real impact because I th- can't think I can't believe that Joe Biden of ten years or twenty years ago would be going along with this. And I don't I don't know what the meetings are like, but I like to look at results and the results suggest that that Biden agreed to do things that he never would have agreed to do for the first 50 years of his political career. All right. And there are also new reports that Biden's aware of this and he's putting out policies to make it look like they're getting tougher because with next year's elections, they don't want this to be a big issue. We'll get into all of this after two o'clock with Todd Benzman. Uh, I love this story today. New York's, and this reminds me of when Gavin Newsom spent all that money on the masks from mm. that electric car manufacturer in China called BYD. Remember that? Build Your Dreams? Yes, yes. Where are those masks? Because in New York City, 
they auctioned off $225 million worth of extra COVID-19 medical equipment and safety gear for $500,000. They got 0.2 cents on the dollar. That's how crazy and fanatical they were three years ago when they thought they had to buy up the world's supply of safety gear. That's what government officials, they overreact to everything. That was not a good business decision. And you can make horrible business decisions when you're not really running a business. You're just blowing taxpayers' yeah, money. taxpayer money. Who cares? Or, or right. all, all the fake money that they, that they printed in Washington during I that remember time. Newsom using his emergency powers of signing all of these contracts for all sorts of medical equipment. I'll bet you we have a whole lot of that stuff stashed somewhere, too. Oh, yeah. That, you know, some of it expires. When we find out the LFA, LFA Unified School District had a whole bunch of hand sanitizer mm-hmm. rotting away yeah. in a warehouse. Yeah, they expire. Uh, I remember um, uh, Schwarzenegger, uh, probably 10 years before the start of the pandemic, had ordered uh, a, a lot of uh, emergency equipment or emergency stuff. No, like uh, in case there was a biological attack or yeah, something? something or? like that. Whatever, whatever the fear was at the time. And that uh, Jerry Brown eventually dumped it because it, it had expired or was rotting. It was filled with dust and cockroaches or whatever it was. You know, they put these things in warehouses and they're not well taken care of. So millions and millions of dollars of emergency supplies for the next big disaster had to be tossed. And this you know, is the this cycle list? they go through. In New York City, I guess was on the list. 3,000 mechanical ventilators. Oh, remember Governor Cuomo in New York mm-hmm. screaming about ventilators? We need ventilators. Yeah. Cost yeah. taxpayers $12 million, but they were basically unloaded for scrap metal. Well, it turned out the ventilators were killing the COVID victims. Yeah, the ventilators there, was a, were, there was that too. Yeah, ventilators were a bad treatment. That was another scientific consensus, along with the masks and, and uh, the vaccines, all of it. Yeah, all oh, the former mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, at the time said, this is going to help us beat the crisis and we'll be ready for the next. It is, in a time of emergency, impossible to argue with hysteria. It really is. And then when a governor or a mayor has this cloak of emergency powers that cannot be easily overridden, and then it's anything goes. And the first calls they get are from all their political buddies. Uh, remember, there was a guy... There was a story, a guy incorporated on a Tuesday, and on Wednesday, he was securing contracts with different states around oh, the country. yes, I do remember that story. That's right. And so and California know, backed out at the last moment. That's right, yeah. But but other states uh, were, were, were paying off. They wanted money up front. And I'm thinking, you know what? If I'm a bad guy, if I'm a, 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 a schemer, a cheat, a shyster, that's exactly what I would do is I'd call up. The offices of these hysterical governors, right, especially Democratic governors, because, you know, they'll, they'll spend more money more quickly. Uh, they're, they're, they're always preaching about being on the side of science and they want the power and they want to create an emergency to give themselves more power. You call those guys up and say, hey, you know, I got uh, 10 million masks here just coming off uh, a boat from China. And I'll give them to you for, uh, you know, a billion dollars. Let's just round it off, okay? I tell you, $100 a mask. What do you say? And these these idiots will, will sign the deal. And then you take the money and you run off to the Cayman Islands. Included in the sale was a bunch of face shields now worth 14 cents each. God, remember how everybody wanted to get a hold of face those? Face shields. Good old face shields. God, looking back on this, it's so embarrassing, isn't it? 
I still see people wearing the face shield over the mask. Do you really? You see face shields, huh? I do. Yeah, I do. In a couple of grocery stores. Really? I haven't seen that in a while. I saw a woman today. I was going to work out in the park with my friend. And, you know, this morning was cold and windy, right? And sunny. Not a cloud in the sky. Wind is blowing. It's 40 degrees. And here comes this young girl, 22 years old. She's got a gigantic mask on her face. And she's by herself. Just going out for her morning walk. And it's like, what is wrong with you? It is impossible for you to die from COVID. Literally, physically, scientifically impossible. What are you doing? Mask covering the entire entire face. All right, coming up next, the book is called Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up to Today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.